yeah She break your waist like Jolipa I don't mind if you got a little pop Dark skin girl like Lupita I'm in a spaceship, I fly Jupiter If I ever done you wrong, you deserve it Baby girl, the loving you deserve it I been joking every day and it was worth it I been joking every day and it was Welcome to Washington's most controversial, the most raw, unfiltered, uncut podcast. Hosted by Seattle-based Commander-in-Chief of Laughter, General Mutombo. Love from Washington State, USA. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the General Mutombo Uncut episode. Welcome. This is the show where I bring you intriguing guests. You know, these fascinating human beings. These people who are in my world, who I feel that through their talents, their gifts, their healing, and their careers, they'll be able to inspire each and every one of you beautiful peace gods out there. So today, like no other day, you know, they bring kings and queens around me. So today I brought this queen. Hey, this is an African passport. This one, hey, you guys are playing. She's the African white person in Africa. You know who I'm talking about. She's the queen herself, Sarah Swanson. Welcome to the show, queen. Thank you. <laughs> this lady here is huge. She's in the medical field. She has been in Africa more than Africa me. She has been in more countries than Africa than I have been, and I'm African. So embarrassing. I need to take my passport back. But this lady right here has done the Lord's work in Africa, and I want her to share with us her journey why she chose the purpose. Oh, the purpose chose her. I want to tell her something about herself. So if I was to put this in a book, this if this podcast was your book, who is Sarah Swenson? Who is Sarah Swenson? Who am I? I don't even know where to start, but... Um, Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I Let's guess, go. like, I'm, I'm a small town girl. I grew up in uh, central Washington in a really small town. Uh, but I, I think... Age, I've been this like little adventurer and I've just wanted to explore okay. um, and I think I did that baby steps you know I, I, I first I got out of Cleelum I went to school 30 minutes away in, in a bigger town which is still very small um, and then that's kind of where I ran into a friend of mine and yes. I wanted to travel after my um, bachelor's degree and she said, well, have you thought of doing the Peace Corps? And yes. I was like, "Is what is the Peace Corps? Um, yes. So, you know, I looked it up and I thought, wow, this is a perfect example of what I would like to do. Yes. Um, and, you know, when I, I went to the interview, my mom went with me and she said, you can go anywhere but Africa. Yes. <laughs> what? And, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. So originally I was supposed to go to South America, um, yes. but I ended up, you know, before I told my parents, I I didn't get to go there. And so they said, well, if you really want to go, the quickest way to go is uh, we'll put you in Africa. I said, great, I want to go there anyways. And yes. so it wasn't until I accepted the assignment that I told my parents and they, they were, they understood, but I think it's more or less, uh, you know, a typical uh, American, American yeah, view you, on Africa. I, 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 I actually, actually, actually think it's not more of an American thing, fam. It's just more of an every parent thing. Because I remember when I tried to go to Dubai, yeah. my mom had the same skeptical, like the skeptical mm-hmm. vibe. And I'm like, yo, what's wrong? I don't know them. I'm like, how are you going to know them if you don't go to them? Yeah, exactly. And that's, yes. that's kind of where my heart has been since I was a little kid. You know, I yes. used, even to put it in perspective, uh, you know, I, I, we used to 
I grew up in, uh, you know, just playing out in the woods. You know, we still yes. make little forts in the trees. And yes, um, it, even though I like grew up, I, 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 we were poor. I, my mom was a single mom, so uh-huh. we had. Sorry, sister, <laughs> sister, we don't say poor in this show. We no say develop, okay. we, we say developing, developing. <laughs> We are developing yes. people. We don't believe in poverty. <laughs> yes, yes. We are kings and queens. We, we are developing. were developing at that yes. point. So, yes. So you know, I I found I found my adventure uh, in any way way and form that I could. So I used mm-hmm. to go play outside or whatnot and just imagine bigger bigger bigger. Yes. Places. Yes. So that's kind of how I ended up in Africa. I, I joined the Peace Corps. Um, at that point, it's a lot different now, but they they kind of let you choose three continents. I got, you know, if, like I said, ended up in Africa, and they said, okay. okay, we're gonna send you to Malawi. Yes. And I was like, okay. And I had to go back and Google or whatnot, you know, look up where is this place? I have no okay. idea. And when I told people, they were like, oh, you're going to Maui, you know? So yeah. I, I was going to Hawaii. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I go no. <laughs> That's not what Peace Corps go, you know, does. They send you to rural, rural villages to to hopefully uh, be able to educate people and yes. and have this kind of cultural exchange. So yes. So yeah, that's kind of where I feel like my life kind of really transitioned into you know just being able to really grow and and learn myself, um, okay. but also also be able to kind of give back the community and, and that that's kind of really where I feel like I. I've, changed myself you know um and so that was in 2008 that's okay. when I, I went to malawi um, i want to ask you something let me take let me face you bits i think I, in college i did i i was a wildland firefighter for two Whoa, summers wait wait yeah hold up hold up hold up <laughs> so let me say you said in high school no i was in college so was, in uh, college so exactly. when people are going yeah. to Mandy Grass, people are going to Vegas, and people are like me who are spoiled, trying to think like we're going to be like like Chris Brown, dancing our uh, unfit selves out. You are yeah. busy thinking about foundations and all these things. How, where was your mind in this place? Why, why did you go there? Yeah, How? I think at, at that point I was just, I just wanted to be physical. I wanted to work outside. Uh, okay. And and this was a, you know, a good pain Kind of mm. job in the summer, you know, between yeah, summer jobs. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, in Washington, uh-huh. you know, we have a lot of trees, and also yes. in the summer, it's very green. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's very green. But on the east side of the mountains, it's very dry, it's desert. So in the uh, summer, there's lots okay. of forest fires. You know, the forest yes. just kind of light up. Yeah, that forest fire is a bitch. Forest yes. fire burns everything, man. It you gets smoky. Yeah, uh, it's like California. Yeah. Okay. So, so I that's why I joined. I decided that was something you know interesting and fun to do. Um, yeah. And I got to see some really, you know, cool places in Washington that I probably wouldn't okay. have seen otherwise. Um, but I got to work outside and be physical. Uh, yes. It's almost like you're farming. I always tell people it's like farming, <laughs> but you're like okay. digging a line around a fire. So it's oh, really not as no. yeah, it's not as sexy as you'd think, but. Uh, no, 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 Keep the sexy away. You, yeah. you know, not, Sarah, if I took you to my childhood, you'll be surprised where the sexiness <laughs> came from. Hey! <laughs> I think people do not understand. Hey, you appreciate you appreciate things more when you don't have them. So much more, yes, yes. Go ahead. Yes. So this was in the land, because I remember, let me tell you something, Sarah. So when I was in a, when I was in a, I don't know how you guys call it. Give me the... You call it, thir- I, I call it third year, which is form three in uh, uh, right. the British. Uh, what do you guys call it in American system? It's a junior. You're a junior in junior. high school, yeah. When I was in junior, 
I gave mom trouble because a couple of schools she took me to, a lot of people did not understand me. In Kenya, they did not understand ADHD, autism. They don't understand anything that's not the norm of what they think a proper African should be. You know, like they're drawn lines for us, right? Yeah. So my mom, what she thought was a very hyper kid who <laughs> was fighting authority and I did not respect people was more like a very ambitious, overthinking kid. So she took me to a country school to tone me down. You know, like taking a, right. What are the kind? Of, what are the drugs you give people when they're too hyper in the nursing home <laughs> or the hospital? What do you call? What do you, what do you give them to tone it down like a like a like a like an indica? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, yeah, they, they, now you know they they diagnose everybody with uh, the attention deficit disorder, hyperactive disorder. What nonsense disorder. is that? What nonsense is that? I know. Chill out. It is like, very, you, yeah. You're giving, me, you're giving me drugs because I think faster than you. What uh -huh. idiot is this? <laughs> so I need drugs. No. So if I love Uh, if I love my wife more, you give me drugs too. If I if I sleep better, you give me drugs. If I don't sleep well, you give me drugs. If That's I sit, American you give me dream. drugs. If yeah. I don't sit, you give me drugs. You just give me drugs, regardless. God damn. Yep. Oh, go ahead. Dream. Lots of drugs. Yeah. So, so how did you go this? Way? Okay. How did I go with? Uh, uh, so tell me, you know, you go ahead. You're, you're telling me more about uh, how you you st you stumble upon your purpose. Yeah. Go ahead. Childhood. Yeah. You know, I I think I I, I was explaining so. You know, I would usually in the summers and then also in the um, holidays, I'd go visit my dad. So I, I yeah. grew up in this small town, knew everybody, but I got to kind of go and explore and go to Seattle, the big city. Yeah, right. um, I mean, to put it into perspective, the people that I grew up with in this town, uh, there's probably 50% have never even left the town, especially uh, never gone to Seattle. Right. That's right? huge so, for you to live. That's huge for you to live, Sarah. Clap for yeah, That's yeah. huge. That's yeah, big. So, okay, go ahead. so we got to do all these like fun little adventures, and it, I think for my dad too, you know, yeah. he it was because I was visiting. It was almost like having a, a visitor come. You know, you kind of I felt special. I was I got to like yeah. do so much more because you know he was kind of entertaining me because I was only there for a short time and we hadn't yeah. seen each other. So okay. We got to do lots of different things, um, and I'm oh, I'm actually the oldest uh, of my hey! family. Oh, yeah, God, okay, okay. yeah. Okay. So I have three other siblings, um, yes. and it's kind of complicated. Uh, <laughs> but my, <laughs> okay, <laughs> but my my parents they divorced when I was two, and then okay. my dad remarried, and then my mom also had another uh, child with another man. So okay. I'm kind of the only one with the two, my parents, and then my dad had two. Um, one is eight and twelve years younger. My brother and yeah. sister, and then my yeah. mom uh, had another daughter, and she's three years younger than me. So yeah. I grew up with my my sister, who's three years okay. younger, and then the okay. other two grew up with my dad and his okay. and their mother. So let, let me let me pace you. Let me pace you. Let me pace you. So yeah. my dad, my dad, when my dad decided that his loins needed more more investment than my mother, he was uh -huh. out there exploiting himself. So I I believe that I have two stepmothers. I have never uh -huh. met them, I, but I do also believe that I have step sisters and step brothers that I've never met or never so you've heard. Never of. met them. But uh -huh. I know that my dad was very generous with his pelvis, so I do know that he invested <laughs> in different people. So I want to ask you something: How was life? Because I've never been around step sisters, you know, like step parents. Like I know my mother never remarried and yeah. she was a single mother, so I've never been around people who tell me like, how was it living with a step parent or a step brother or like I I don't call them steps because a lot of people like they form good relationships but being from africa there are different energies with different people so how yeah. was i'll call it step for this just this this podcast right so how was it being around step family 
Yeah, it, it, it's it's challenging to say the least, and I don't think it necessarily has to be that way. Yeah. Um, but but for me, my especially my stepmother was okay. was a challenging person. I think she had expectations of me. You know, she wanted me to call her mother, and yeah. you know those okay. things where I'm like, was I have, hard a, for I have you? a mom. Was he, was he yeah. hard for you? Like like because so, sometimes some step parents don't understand. Like yes, I understand the role you're playing, and I truly appreciate the position you're playing, but. You can't just get the privileges. You just you just got here. Exactly. You just got here. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Exactly. That's how okay. it was for me. You know, and yeah. I, I'm willing. You know, I'm very. I'm a very nice person, um, especially on the outside. But if I don't like you, like I think yes. you eventually, you know. <laughs> yes. You'll and, you'll feel the energy. Yes. <laughs> yes, you definitely feel the energy. So I, um, I had to deal with that as a child, and I think that was probably one of my um, biggest struggles that I kind of always dreamt. You know, I can't wait until I turn 16, and then I can drive when away when I need to, and. Uh-huh. Um, but it was different from my siblings, you know, uh-huh. the, the the kids, maybe when I was young, I had a little bit of jealousy because they got more attention, they were younger. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, we, you know, we grew up um, just thinking, you know, I still consider them my brother and my sister. Okay. Uh, however, you know, they're a lot younger and they grew up together in a different household. So we okay. have this different dynamic where... I think usually as the oldest, you kind of have a little bit more responsibility. Yeah, you know, I don't yes. have that with them because yes. I wasn't there all the time. I kind of came and went, so it's it's there, but it's a very different dynamic than for for instance with my sister, who I was you know grew up with. And, yeah, you know, we have sure. a different bond. Than you have I a different yeah yeah I understand yeah. that okay. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you let me ask you something. What's the, what's the one common myth about small towns that people don't know about? Like people like when they when I came from Wichita, I moved to Seattle, two thousand eighteen. I came <laughs> yeah. to Seattle, and anytime I was going somewhere, I was like Wichita was big, and they're like, hey. Sh- don't say which those big bro like in seattle <laughs> like don't don't do not say it may be a city for you but it's not a city even america doesn't know where kansas is as a state as we relax so i had to learn some things but i had to tell them that wichita was not what they thought wichita was wichita is beautiful wichita has amazing people amazing faces amazing energy i grew as a person i had way more friends in wichita than i've had in seattle so far yet so what is the common myth about small towns that people always like paint paint but it's not the same yeah i you know, I think it's just uh, maybe small town. I, I always hear like small town thinking, yes. um, not being open-minded, not being yes. willing to to meet uh, people that maybe are outside of the, the little circle that they know. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of the bigger things that I've I've heard and felt. Um, okay. And and there's there's other you know there's a perception in the small town of, of big city people you know there was always there's always yes for me, I remember that I, <laughs> ooh, that was, hey the shit I, when I when I got to when I got to Wichita you know you know I, I know you you've heard some people call me Dubai right yes yeah so when I arrived in when I arrived in Wichita right when college where I went to small uh, which was a college I, um, it was a developing town I don't even call it small I call it hey <laughs> can we adapt to this era. We're gonna call it developing towns because they're gonna be bigger. Yes. Because remember, yeah, Seattle growing. was once Seattle was once a small town, right? Yeah, it's very small. I was, small. I was yeah. once a small village boy in Kansas, now I'm <laughs> popping there. And you were once a small. Think about it. We are developing. Use that I was. Hey. Mm. So when I was in this developing town at that time, Wichita, and we had Wichita State, which is shout out to the Shockers, man. Shout out to everybody in Wichita State. One thing about Wichita State, people were not receiving me as an African. They were fascinated mm. by the Dubai part of me, not the African part. Interesting. They were like, oh, Dubai, Dubai. Oh, this guy, this Dubai guy. And I'm like, yo, 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 listen. 
they were actually what I thought was a compliment. It was not actually a compliment. There was it's bad things because smaller small town ta- small town people they are more they are relaxed. They're more at peace. Mm-hmm. They pace themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They they take longer to have a drink. They take longer to eat. They enjoy. In the city we're in a hurry. Hey sir, can you meet me at uh a safari restaurant or Rainier? Let's eat quickly. I've only 30 minutes. That's not love. We're in a hurry. Yes. So small town people hurry. small town people are paced. What did you feel about the pace before you moved to Seattle? How was that for you? Like there's different frequency. Yeah, well, the you know, me moving to Seattle came after it was kind of came in steps. So I didn't yes. go straight from Cleveland. I think when I like I so I grew up in Cleveland. <clears throat> yes. Excuse me. And then I went yes. to college only 30 minutes away in a small yes. small town but larger than Cleveland in Ellensburg, yes. Washington. And so Yes. I think for me it was like I went in all these baby oh, steps. Okay. And then, yes. and then from there I went okay. to okay. uh you know Africa after I was in college there. So then uh okay. you know Okay, okay. The way okay. I ended up in Seattle was much different than than just coming straight from a small town. So I Yes. I came here after being in actually Arizona. I was in Tucson, Arizona, which is a city but it's much smaller than Seattle too. So Yes. Every time like when by the time I got to Seattle I still felt like this was a big city even though I know it's not that big compared to LA or uh New York or you know these much much larger cities. How was how long did you live in Tucson, Arizona? I was there almost uh 3 years. How was life in Tucson? I know you know Arizona right now is suffering from corona. Yeah, I just got back actually from from Arizona. It's uh Yeah. Arizona is tough right now. Arizona right yeah. now, like it's so crazy. How was life in Arizona? I heard the weather there is like Africa. It's very much like Africa. And I came back so after I left Africa, I ended up in okay. in Arizona. Okay, okay. And it was probably the most comfortable for okay. me because okay. I felt like it was weather-wise it was very similar. Um I also lived out uh, my my mom lives in Arizona now, so I lived out in the Oh, your mom of, lives you know, in Arizona right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so okay. Uh 2008 the same year yes. I was in Africa she moved down there so that's kind of how okay. I ended up in Arizona when I got came back you know she took all of nice. my stuff with her cuz she wanted me to <laughs> to follow <laughs> Yes so uh yeah, what was your what was your favorite thing to eat in Arizona excuse me I didn't want to bother Well you got to tell me what Mexican kind of food, food do they have in Arizona Mexican food oh my god tacos yeah. yes. Son- Sonoran uh yes. Sonoran Mexican food so it's uh You know, what Sonor- is it like? Sonoran food is the the state that's just south of Tucson there or south of yes. Arizona. Yes. Um it's good, you know, they they use a lot of fresh vegetables. You got cucumbers, okay. tomatoes, onions, kind of a salad, uh the okay. carnitas so that like yes. marinated pork, um yes. shredded pork on a nice tortilla with then the yes. fresh vegetables. you know squeeze some lime juice a little bit of cilantro oh it is that's nice so delicious yeah and okay. then they they have these uh, sonoran dogs so yes. a hot dog like a normal yes. you know american hot dog or whatnot but they yes. put they they wrap the hot dog in bacon okay. and then they put some cream cheese okay. on there Yes. So it's uh it's a it's an experience to say. You don't put guacamole on it. You don't put like peppers on it or nothing. I don't know. They might have some peppers. They don't put guacamole, no. Okay. Uh-uh. I don't All think right. so. Yeah. You said it now. You know me my my favorite my favorite stuff from Mexico is chicken tacos. I used to love shrimp tacos. But I'm not huge on seafood. I think uh, I think my mm. body is giving away. You know, I'm 55, <laughs> so uh, I think like uh, 
shrimp tacos uh, is dope for the younger people who can jump around in yeah. San Pablo. So me, I'll stick around with my chicken tacos. I love chicken tacos with a little sprinkle mm -hmm. cheese. I want a salsa on it. I want it really oh, hot. Oh, I love spices. No, or do you oh, cry? No, I you love cry. I think from Africa to, to Arizona, the Mexican food. Oh, <laughs> you cut, you do, cut up. Yeah, we, there's a my my favorite chili sauce so, from Malawi. That's uh, it's called Mariz. Oh, okay. it's so delicious. Is it? What is it? What is what is in it? What, the, what I like? You know, uh, the, the pepper is like, like a, it's like a habanero. It's very close to a habanero. Yeah. Oh. Um, but okay. I'll have you try uh, it one day because it is by far the best. Okay, oh, one of man. the best things. Yeah, okay, so good. okay. I brought only like two back with me, so I'm, I'm, it's like gold, but I'll share it with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna take you off the tangent a little bit. Let me see. Let me see. I'm gonna take you off the tangent a little bit and ask you some fun questions because you know I can't be out here asking you yeah, all these government yeah. questions all the time, like I'm internal getting you. So let me ask you, Miss Sarah, what's your favorite Purple color? Purple and green. Yeah. Wow, mm -hmm. purple and green. If you're out there and you want to surprise this Miss Swanson <laughs> on her birthday, which your birthday is when? June your birthday 14th. is when? Flag day. June for June 14th. If yeah. you want to pull up and uh, you know what I'm saying, surprise my sister, you better know purple or green. What's your favorite? Like if I pull you up in a beverage store and like no no. I don't want to do cliche. If I say Starbucks, it'll be so cliche. I don't want to do that. So if I go to like a place where it sells smoothies, I like mango tangerine, the latest dribble of spice, or pineapple, ah. two shots. What would you get? What would you get from like orange, orange from Julius? Orange Julius. Man, I have not been there in a long time. Uh, <laughs> you got to tell me something. You got to tell me yeah, something. Yeah, like I usually go with whatever special they have on there. I'm like, I, and I'm usually, okay. I'm the type of person when I go order something, I think I just get bored with the yes. same thing over and over, especially those types of places. So I'll ask them, I'm right. like, what's your favorite? Yes. You know, and as long as there's something that I like, I'm like, yes. I'll take it. Um, yes. And and so that way I can try new things all the time. I just, I, just, I, I get, you know, bored with the same thing over and over. But um, juice wise, yes. I love, I love almost anything like raspberry. I love mango. I love, uh, I, sometimes I like to try like a, the, the weird stuff, you know, like wheatgrass. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll let me try that. It yes. sounds like it's going to be good for me. Let me see. <laughs> it, it sounds yeah, like it's going to pop. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes you're like, I don't know about all that. But, uh, but yeah, I, 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 I like to be. You also, you also, Miss Swenson, you Miss Swenson. One thing I respect about, uh, what, one thing I respect about you is you find different ways to bring what you feel for yourself as a person, as a family person, and what you give to the energy, to the world. And you, you have a way of amalgamating mm -hmm. this together. You are just telling us about how you were from this small town girl, you've evolved to, you're going, you're moving. You know what I'm saying? You're telling me half the people that have never left, but you're here, you're going to Arizona, you're changing. You're this girl who used to, be, like, how does a small town, small town girl decide to be a wild land firefighter. <laughs> You're fighting fire. Like, like Mimi. Me, I could not fight fire. I see fire, I'm like, ah, right, let's save yourself. Save yourself. I told my wife the other day, if you, you are taller than me. So if there's a fire in this house, you save me. You're taller. <laughs> Grab me. Put me in your purse and go. If I was taller than you, it's my responsibility. It's yours. Now you tell me. How do you start fighting fire? Fire, fire by fire. fire. Yeah, you do. You fight fire with fire. Uh, and then, yeah. you know, the way that, the most boring way that you do it is you dig... A, like three foot to four foot wide line yes. and essentially you yes. wait for the fire to come to that line it's a break in that fire yes. so that it can't continue yes. to to burn 
uh, beyond wherever you you basically dig a line of just straight dirt. So the roots, yes. you have to get rid of everything. Yes. So it's very physical, it's very dirty. It's very um, exhilarating. Sometimes you see big trees just torch, torching up on fire. Um, yes. A lot of times it's very uh, mundane. You basically have to go through and just like make sure there's no, they call it hot spots, you know, it's no burning yes. coals inside of like left inside of the dirt that could ignite again and after you leave and that kind of yes. thing so uh it can be a little bit boring sometimes we you know you got helicopters though dropping retardants and water and so it can be fun for sure um there's there's still sexy to it but you definitely are playing in the dirt for like 12 to 16 hours a day <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know i know i know we, one thing i appreciate about you is being person who steps out of your comfort zone you're doing things you're doing things that regular this we call them in africa slay queens yes, you never yes. do so you're here so you're also huge on outdoor recreation yeah. like just outdoor recreation as a person if you ladies and gentlemen from wherever you're listening you're listening from asia africa europe this lady you come to washington she is always in a certain mountain certain tree <laughs> certain rainforest collecting evidence of god's yes. good work so how did you because you know we have people also live in the middle of nowhere where they don't get to enjoy mm. the beautiful nature that the world offers what does nature offer to you what is all why why the love for outdoor recreation yeah i think it's it's the peace uh the disconnect you know especially now with how technology is kind of almost overtaken every aspect of our lives for me going out into the woods yes. and being able to just get away from everything that's required in my normalcy my normal life i can go up yes. into a mountain yes. the views so i either i like to i like to you know either see a big top of a mountain with gorgeous views of other mountains or volcanoes in the distance or i want to end up yes. at a lake because it's hot and i want to go and i jump into these freezing water freezing cold waters um and yes and that's kind of like what my goal is and then i usually treat myself the entire way so i like to bring the best snacks that I would normally not allow myself to eat like lots of chocolate and candy yes. and chips yes. and and it's basically I'm just feeding my inner soul my inner child of like whatever it might be I tell myself I shouldn't be eating on other days I'm like let me just yes. eat that now uh, <laughs> so whatever okay. junk food is like the worst thing that you ate probably the kid that's what I usually eat on the on yes. the trail but but yeah I think it's the disconnect it's um and just being able to recognize and also really appreciate mother nature right like god's work yes. right like there's some amazing things yes. that it's 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 crazy to think of how it actually was put together you know and if you think of um the whole geology and how you know spe- specifically volcanoes were formed and those things and then to be able to go and actually physically see it in person is a different yes. experience it's yeah. different definitely I want to I want to ask you something. What's your favorite thing to eat and drink while you're camping? What what gives you energy? Cuz me, I cannot camp without my tea. My tea, my, my tea cold. Too no Yeah, sugar. I am a huge coffee drinker. Oh my goodness. Hey. Even on the trail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're going to get energized. You don't use energizer. You just, just use the coffee. coffee. Yeah, coffee and then uh for food, if I'm out like camping camping I, I usually go for the dried food which is not great but they have a um, a chicken fettuccine which is really good you can just you just add hot water nice. yeah uh-huh yes. and then otherwise when i'm out like 
you know, in the car camping or whatnot. I I like to yeah. do um, hamburgers. Sometimes I like to make like a macaroni and cheese with some like fish or whatnot. Yes. Um, yes. I just try to do be creative, you know, whatever, whatever I can. Hey. And then we have this uh, beef jerky. I don't know if you've ever tried beef jerky. That's... Yes. Yes, I love yeah, beef jerky. Yeah, like, I guess in what, South Africa, okay. they have biltong, right? It's similar. It's a little bit maybe not as dry as biltong. But yeah, it's dried meat, basically, right? So, um, but but yes. also very salty and flavorful. And really, it's a perfect treat for the, the trail when you're out sweating for hours. Yes. Yeah. Let me ask let me ask you something. Ladies and gentlemen, today we have Mr. Cyrus Swenson on the show today, giving us the uncut version of Miss Swenson. So today we have been going up, up. She's taking us through a little tour, a mini safari through small town Kansas. I mean, sorry, small town Washington. <laughs> myself. Uh, small town Washington. And we are here. Um, um, she's giving us you know what I'm saying? Little things. Why this small girl is here fighting fire? Now she's lacking out creation. But we also want to know, how did this firefighter, Arizona lover, Washington descendant, pull up in Malawi? How do you... Hey, she said there were countries and she chose one. I am. I still want to know how this yeah. process went. How did this nice-looking American lady, beautiful, who can be in Miami, New York, decide to go to Malawi? Hey! Yeah! How did you decide... Because, you know, I want to know that everybody's different. I want to make sure that people who are just like you can be inspired by you. So how did you end up yeah, in Malawi? So, so just like I said, you know, I kind of, I feel like I did the stepping stone of getting out of this really small town. And so I was, I was in my last okay. year at college, uh, my undergrad. Okay. Yes. And okay. uh, they yes. were like, <laughs> yes. I, I really wanted to travel. I wanted to explore, um, but I wasn't quite ready to just okay. go into a career. And so I was trying to go through different okay. ideas of how I could do that. My friend was like, yes. hey, why don't you, you know, have you ever thought of doing the Peace Corps? I was like, Is yes, it, yeah. Peace Corps, this Peace Corps for people who are not in America, for all my listeners in London, Seashells, Japan, Korea, please. Peace Corps, what yeah, is Peace Corps? So I thought it was something in the movies, to be honest, but... Um, but no, no, they don't know what Peace Corps is. You got to tell so them Peace what Peace Corps, Corps is. Peace is a volunteer program through the U.S. government where they send okay. volunteers to um, different countries throughout the world. Um, and okay. basically you go for two years or 27 months. You have three months of training. And then twenty. Okay, and you train, you train, you train in different cities, or do they fly no, you out somewhere you, else? Now, actually, they train you in the country that you're going to be serving, and so usually, oh, yeah. Nice. So okay. for me, I, you know, we we all flew together to Malawi, and then they sent us to yes. um, a town called Dedza to do a three month training. Okay, okay, and that's where they teach you about okay. the culture that you'll you'll be living in, the language. You get intensive language training, and then also. Um, the third thing is like technical skills. So based off of what they want yes. you to be doing in the village, they'll kind of give you specific skills to be able to teach people um, when you're living there. So you then, then after the three months, you're expected to go and, and do your work for two more years. And then you would come back after that. So, yeah. So when you, when you, when you went into the Peace Corps, uh, what, what, you, what was your biggest, what, what did you want to do? What was your biggest... Um, 
What was your biggest goal going to Peace Corps? Like a lot of people, like I spoke to one uh, army veteran yesterday. His name is, is, is Mr. Nate mm. Jackson, and he's from Atlanta. And he just wanted to explore the world, try different food, try different cultures. What made you go to? Yeah, Malawi? I mean that's a very similar uh, motivation for myself as well. You know, I really just wanted to travel. Yes. I wanted to explore. I wanted to learn another language. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. Peace Corps allowed me to do that because I I was not. fortunate to have a free education so i had to take out student loans yes. um and so all of yes. these things uh you know with any other type of volunteer program probably wouldn't have been possible but with peace corps they allow you to defer your student loans they have a uh, a program yes. where you can get um if you have a perkins loan they they'll forgive a certain amount of that loan mm, if you go and volunteer yeah. for a while This this uh, volunteer services in any of these countries will like reduce your student loan a little bit. That's no yeah, problem. as long That's as it's no. a it's a Perkins specific Perkins like government loan. They'll uh, so I got I think sixty yes. percent of that loan forgiven after three. Hey, yeah, look at who is Miss Watson <laughs> yeah. maneuvering through the education yeah. system. So, okay, so that was uh-huh. that was my main motivation. Um, and I thought you know at, at that age I think I was twenty one when I applied, twenty two when I went. Yes, you know I thought. You know the okay. world's your oyster. You're like, oh, I'll be fine. Two years is nothing. Yes. Um, I yes. Can do this. Uh, so, anyways, I, I, I actually originally was supposed to go to South America when I went to the interview because okay. you have there's a pretty extensive yes. interview process for the Peace Corps. You have a lot of um, medical yes. that you have to clear through your um, background check. There's a huge, huge. It takes almost yes. a year just for the application to go through. Okay. So okay. I ended up, you know, missing the deadline for South America. And when I went to the interview yes. originally, my mom said yes. she was like, "You can go anywhere but Africa," you know, because at that time, you could choose the continent that you would wanted to go to. So my first top three continents were, you know, the Caribbean, South America, and yes. Pacific Islands. That's why a lot of people, a lot of people from America go to Jamaica more than yeah. Africa because it's marketed in a way that it's yeah, it's not good though. Jamaica is still beautiful, Caribbean is beautiful. I feel like Africa, uh, we are doing great. Uh, we're making progress oh, as a continent. Yeah. We've made really, like really, really massive progress over the continent. But we still, I still think our marketing, our marketing, uh, like. Like our marketing councils, our, our marketing circles, our marketing mm. corporations could still do better because Jamaicans are still. There are a lot of more people willing to go to Jamaica to volunteer faster than go to Ghana and yeah. Kenya. You know what I'm saying? From America, from small towns, they're they're, they're faster to go to those places. Go, go go ahead. What do you think we could do better? Why? What made you go? What made you see Jamaica, the Caribbean first before Malawi? <laughs> what What was there in the <laughs> the marketing of, of the of the cops that made people so I can learn this so I can go tell my ambassador yeah, to fix so, things. Yeah, so you know now I know much better. But at the time I was like I would love to just go live on a beach. You know, live yes. in the on the yes. nice white sand beach for two years. That sounds amazing. Like I, I that's how yes. that was my like. I want to explore. I want to do these things, and I want to live in the. I just, I came when I where I grew up was a big mountainous area. It's lots of snow in the winter. It's cold. Um, So you had a, yeah you had the snow so you had the beat of yeah That's so I was beautiful. like get okay. get me out of okay. here I want to go anywhere you know when they told me I, I could go to Africa I was yes. like as long as you put me where it's hot and they're like pretty much everywhere in Africa yes. is hot and I was like okay good <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, and so yeah I just I I had thought that you know if I go to the Caribbean I'd be like in a hammock yes. Uh, swinging along next to the the palm trees, like that was my vision of. I was like, I could do that for two years. This would be great. 
You thought Africa's living trees. <laughs> I see you. I see you. I see you. I know. You. I should. You better correct I yourself. I should have asked Zanzibar. That okay. would have been a, a good equivalent. <laughs> you thought we live in Lion King, but uh, we, I'm glad you came around. It's good that it's good that you came to full circle. You came to that knowledge where you 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 were able to re-educate yourself well, about the continent. So for that, I give you class. And that's exactly what I wanted to make a point of is that I think that one of the okay. major challenges in a lot of the societies that we live in is that. I think people have a fear of the unknown, you know, and mm, it's, yeah. it's, like yes. you're saying that Africa has done so much better at marketing itself. I think that it, that is yes. very true. That's what I've seen. Um, I've also kind of made it my almost my own duty because, you know, I can also yes. reach a lot of people just by my own network um, and, and yes. explaining. And the pictures yeah. you take, you, the pictures you took, like when you go to Africa and when you're in Malawi, which, well, by the way, let's go to Malawi. Which city were you so in? So when I first went to Africa, I was in a, a small village outside of Liwande, which is um, okay. south. Liwande. It's in the okay. south of Malawi, so it's it's north. Yes. There's Lilongwe is the capital. Okay. Blantyre is. A, yeah, yeah. Lilongwe. I read it in my geography book in Kenya. Lilongwe. Yeah. They have very good tea. Lilongwe, and they have these things that they call. It's like a, it's like a dove, you know, like like croissants, but they don't know. They uh, yeah, they're different. They're very yeah, hard. Mandaz. They're very yeah. hard. Okay. Uh, Mandaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so I was, gonna, I, was yes. gonna, I was actually partnered with a national park called Lilongwe uh, National Park, and I lived in a village. It was about yes. 25 kilometers from the the park entrance, but I was only okay. one kilometer okay. from the park fence. So I was okay. working with uh, people who lived outside of the park who were, you know, yes. greatly affected by the national park and, and the animals that would come out and destroy their crops. Um, there is a lot of, you know, need for, for businesses and for environment. So I, I went as an environment volunteer. So I was, I was going yes. to, and I worked a lot with women's groups. So I taught them. Um, yeah. You know, different skills like soap making, uh, beekeeping. We had beehives in the villages. Um, I yeah. started a. How was it to be in the village? The yeah. village, this is different for you. I, I don't know how this village was. Uh-huh. You know, there's different people. They call villages different things. But my village version of Africa is not running water. Nope. And uh, the bathrooms, we call them the spotty yes. potty. Because, you know, it doesn't just flash. It is a hole that goes all yeah. the way to the moon. And I want to know, how was you living in this place? They are most, they are, they are different mm-hmm. animals. I, I, I wouldn't call flies. I call them the different, uh, we have different pets, like mosquitoes yeah. pets. Yeah, you know, like lots dogs. of them. You yeah. know, like saying we have, we have house flies, like house yeah. pets in America. So how are <laughs> they? Are. To adapt to your new pets. My new, new pets. pets oh man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. I, you know, I think at first it was almost this like challenge and this, uh, like for instance, my water—I didn't have running water. I had no electricity. I had a—I had to build. We had this a, is different. Yeah, this pit, is different. Yeah. Yeah, we had the pit latrine, so we had to, uh, you yeah. know, build a little wall around it because it was literally a hole when I got there. Uh, but yeah, my water was probably a kilometer away, so it wasn't super close either. So. Um, you know, and, and I was not one to just say, yeah, let me pay somebody to bring me water. For me, it was like, if the- No, you wanted to be on the ground. You're, yeah. And you came from a small town. So I know it was more like, uh, I've been around more like hand work and, yeah. and people working for, uh, okay. Well, also, ahead. you know, to see women and, and the, the amount of like strength and um, perseverance that they had in the village, especially, they did most of the work um, in Malawi anyways. And so- 
I wanted okay. to be at least try to be at their level and not be seen as the, okay. you know lazy azungu or whatnot. Yeah, you don't want to come. Yeah, then then, then then you know the work ethic. Sometimes they in Africa they think they they call them the abalungu, uh-huh. abazungu. Uh-huh. Then they think like they're not lazy. They just don't have the where they come from. They don't put in the work that we have to do to right. eat. Right. Yeah. So I. I'm yes. I'm very much a, a you know lead by example. I'm very much if I if I'm going yes. to tell you that you need to stop cutting down trees because of deforestation or whatever whatever in order yes. for me I think to be to actually be heard I had to really live at the same level or at least try to live at the same level as the people I was I was working with. So I I would go fetch water for myself. I, you know, and I actually got pretty good. I was I was able to carry the big basin of like 30 liters um, after a few okay. months. So it took it took uh, a while. But... You are you are you are you are an ex, you are an extroverted muzungu. You don't to just be uh, quiet. You tell people what you are yes. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was this was 2003 in Malawi, no, correct? No, so I went in 2008. 2008 yeah. in Malawi, right? February 2008. What? what February 2008, you were in Malawi. What was your favorite food in Malawi? What did you like? Because me, I'm a food person. I'm yeah. a foodie, so I yeah, ask. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my favorite food was, yes. they have nandolo, which is a, a pigeon. A, nandolo, a, nandolo. A, a, pig, okay. a pigeon tea. Uh-huh. So they would, um, when it's fresh, they would boil just the pea inside of the, the shell or whatnot um, and put a little okay. salt on it. That was delicious. And I, I, yes. I would I would be cursed by every Malawian in the world if I didn't say my other favorite was Sima, of course. Sima! What is Sima? Sima what is Sima? Describe Sima, Sima to like us. A, you know, the, you make it, it's kind of like a, almost like a porridge, a patty that's made from corn flour. Yes. It's maize flour. Yes. Uh, it's like ugali, right? So, but, yeah, but very but different, very this. different. It's much softer. Tell us, tell us, tell yeah, us, tell us. Sima is a much softer, uh, we don't, I think ugali, you just kind of let it, you cook it and then you let it sit at the pot at the end of the, you know, the bottom of the pot, whereas sima, you have to really, um, you really make sure you're stirring it quite quickly at the end, even though it's fully cooked. And so it's... So, so between sima, because you know, in Swahili, we have a word called sima. In uh, Malawi, sima means something else, maybe semi-ugali. Semi, semi But sima... You have had ugali yes. before, so is sima more like 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 the like you eat with a spoon or can you eat with your hands? No, you, yeah, you eat with your hands. It's very similar to ugali. I would just say it's a little bit okay. softer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. A different, yeah, just nice. a different texture overall. Yeah. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, no, no, wait a minute, Sarah, don't kill them, <laughs> don't give them in loaves. We're giving them yes, in slices yes. today, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna take a little break. And I'm going to leave Sarah to get some water because we're going to talk about uh, life in Africa, how she came back to America, influence and what she learned from there. Um, Sarah, Sarah, yes. Miss Swenson, how you doing, my babe? So I'm going to give you a little break, take a little 20, get some water. I'm going to get to where I'm going because I was I was between <laughs> something. So now I get there, 20 minutes exactly. What is it? 5.30, 5.50, we're back in. So we're going to begin our journey from Lilongwe. If you want to do add more things to tell us more about Lilongwe and Malawi and Africa, it's your time to research. It's beautiful, man. Yes, Thank you. okay. Thank you. Thank you. Because remember, you're also influencing. Remember, you are looking at yourself as 3D. We are talking to people in your small town. We're talking to people right now. We're talking to people in Malawi who knew yeah. you. Tell us some of the beautiful experience you had in Malawi that nobody will ever know. That's why I said your pets in Africa. That's why I didn't want to say mosquitoes. We don't believe in poverty. <laughs> 
Okay, we don't 100%. talk. We don't sell poverty. I love yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. So you tell her take your little break. I'm calling you in five okay. to one. Okay. Sounds good. All right. All right thank Cheers. you. All right. Bye. We are into the podcast, but in loaves. But I want to go in slices. So let's go in slices. No problem. So, what are five things that Miss Swanson cannot live without? Five things. Yeah, like uh, off the top, like you need in your wallet, you need in your backpack when you're traveling. Yeah. My passport. Passport, <laughs> um, okay. I'd say probably backpack, good hiking shoes. Yes. And a good a good companion. So friend mm, vibes, or you yeah. know, like somebody to kinda hang out, socialize with and then yep. um yeah, I think that's about it. Maybe water. Water Map. would be good. No map, no. nothing. No, you get. No, <laughs> I don't need no map. All right. So I want to ask you something. You mentioned something uh, um, just before we went on break about um, your peace mission as a peace corps volunteer in Malawi, the Longway National Park. You are also a project manager for a volunteer organization called Big Beyond, correct? Uh, mm-hmm. Consulting. In a, yeah. Tell me more about that. How was that a, a, as a conservation in the Conservation Trust and IFAW? What is that? Yeah, so uh, so for Peace Corps, usually you do about three years. I ended up okay. extending uh, a third year. Uh, it's kind of a long story, but I I, I did about a year and a half. Compressive for us. A year and a half in the village, and I did a year yes. and a half inside yes. of the yes. national park. Okay. And so I wanted to kind of continue the work. Okay. I, I, I wanted to just okay. finish up the project. So I extended, okay. I did a third year, and then I met this woman. Um, okay who was wanting to start this volunteer organization. I'm sure a lot of people are probably familiar, but there's a lot of volunteer organizations out there where people actually pay to volunteer. So I think they're going to want to go to Africa, for instance, they want to get that, you know, village experience, but they want to also be doing something, uh, maybe put something on their resume or they want to like feel good about the travel that they're doing. So a lot of people pay for that. They they pay a fee okay. that covers all of their travel, their accommodation, their food, and then also the experience of going yes. to to the village and to do whatever project. Yes. So her wait, idea. Wait 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 yeah. wait wait wait. So you're in the village, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're in the village. You gotta tell me. You cannot just rush me through the village like this was Beverly Hills. So, <laughs> <laughs> you're in Lilongwe. What was one of your yeah. what what was your what is your most one of your most challenging things about opening an organization? You are in Lilongwe, right? Li, no, Liwande. 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 So, like, can you like describe life in Lilongwe for somebody like me who has never been to Malawi? Yeah, Please. so it's in the Shiri Valley. So okay, it's it's actually I think the the southernmost um, tip of the Rift Valley. I think it's like the final end okay. of that. So it's a it's a very hot place. It's along the um, Shiri River. Um, it has you know lots and lots of your your pets, your your, your mosquito oh, pets. Um, okay. It, there's uh, lots of fishing. The villagers, a lot of the villagers do oh, fishing. Okay. They do go into the national park to. Uh, you know, kill to get animals for meat and for, for, for they do a lot of poaching, but that's mostly so that 
you know, they can feed their families either through the meat or mostly as a business. Um, there's a lot of tourism with the national park being very close. Yes. Um, it's a it's a hev- it's a more of a Muslim community. So we have yes. um, in Malawi, I believe, 25 percent. If I'm not mm. wrong, I might be <laughs> maybe a little off, but I think it's 25 percent is uh, of the population are are Muslim and. Um, most of those are in the the area that I was in. In it's called Mangochi, Machinga, and Balaka districts, which are all in the ah. same general area. Okay. Um, so we have lots of mosques. There are, you know, there is Christian Christianity as well. There is, okay. um, you know, and everybody kind of mostly lives harmoniously. Okay. Um, not what you probably see in TV, but yeah, yeah we, we don't like that. We don't like you know poverty. Yeah. And we saw the beauty of Africa, the food, the culture, things that you like. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, so that's kind of Liwande. I mean, there's a lot of villages surrounding this national park. Uh, and, and to put it into perspective, Malawi in general, Malawi is also only about the size of Pennsylvania, the state of Pennsylvania. So okay. Malawi is a very small country. When I went, yes. I think there was about 14 million people. And now I think it's, yeah, eight, so it's, it's, it's growing. It's growing. Eh? Yeah, it's almost yeah. like eight, 18 million now. So it's, it's okay. growing for sure. Um, but 80% of the population actually live in rural rural Malawi. Rural so, Malawi. So Malawi is really developing, developing. Very developing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, what, and what so, did you, what's a lot? What they what do they speak? Or, I don't know which country called the Malawians. They speak French or are they English speakers? Like uh, no, they're they're English. Yeah. So yes. they were a British a previously colony, a British colony, colony. Colony. Yes. Yeah. And so they speak English, um, but they also speak multiple different languages. But Chichewa is the Chichewa. most prevalent. Chichewa, Malawi, yeah. Chichewa. Okay. Chichewa, yeah. So it's the Chewa, the Chewa tribe is the okay. primary language that's taught in the schools. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of other languages that are spoken in the north. You have Chitumbuka. Oh yes. And where I was at, they have a lot of Chiao. Yes. Um, Chilomwe. So there's quite a few different languages. Um, beautiful, beautiful, Miss Wilson. You you left Lilongwe. You're moving, and I see you went back. You went back to school for something. Now yeah. a lot of people go to school for different things. When I came to America, I wanted to be a dentist. But, you know, things don't go your way and your wallet sometimes reminds you that you don't do what you want. <laughs> so, I decided to go on a lower version. So, I went to that. I tried to be ner- I tried to do nursing by my money. But I, I realized that my passion and my heart was not where the money and what I wanted to get out of life was. So, I switched mm-hmm. up to comedy and art. And I'm a good marketer, so I went to business. So I kind of changed my major a few times when I was in college. Yeah, yeah. I went, I went from uh, Wichita State University. I went to Butler Community College, then Newman University. I went back and forth. So what? Where did you go? Take us, take us to a journey. Take us through. Yeah. So my first, my first bachelor, my bachelor's degree, my first degree was in uh, outdoor recreation management. So oh, okay, you know, outdoor recreation very, management. Okay. Very fitting. So I worked with the national park in Malawi, and then. Okay. Um, so that's kind of how I did the con- conservation trust, and I became kind yes. of this consultant in the area because okay. I was, you know, fluent in the language. I was very versed in the community itself, uh, most, yes. mostly the resources, but all also within the community. Uh, I yeah. became kind of this like community mobilizer, right? So yes. Um, after being there for, I was almost spent five years there. I think it was just shy of five years. And so, what was the most what what was challenging about being a community organizer, or what was interesting about it? Tell us something good. Yeah, so the great, you know, the great part is like when you actually get people together and, and you you kind of succeed at the goal that you're coming to. But there's a lot, nice. a lot, a lot of lessons that are learned yes. along the way. And yeah. a lot of things that we've tried that didn't really quite work out. And so 
it, it can be very challenging to try to kind of organize and, mo- and, yes. and motivate a whole community. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of people who don't believe in what you want to do. And there's a yes. lot of people that want to do it differently. Um, yes. And I, the thing I, I learned the most, the most successful you can be is just really, really listening and learning yes. from the, the community you're working in to yes. really, really dig deep and find what is it you really need. And then also try to match it with what your assessment of what they they want or what they really want and then match it with what your you know assessment of what they need is right and then kind of try to mesh the two because uh one of the most profound i think stories that we get told as the peace corps volunteer is that you know you go into a village and and somebody the the chief or the community is telling you but we want to we want to we want a football pitch we want a soccer field yes and and you're like but no you don't even have you know a, a borehole within yes you know, you don't have, we don't have access to water, clean water. Right. And you're telling true. them like, you, need, you need access to clean water. Like that's that's yeah. a pivotal part of survival. Yeah. Yes. But what we, what we learn is that in order to get to that clean water source, yes. you have to do what the community wants. So you're mm. going to be more effective if you, if you help them build the, the, the soccer, the football pitch they're going to as a community they're going to jump on board because that's what they really want and there's probably other reasons and and other um parts of the community that you don't all you know really understand or yes you know that reasons why they need that and once you once you get on board of what they really want and what they need or what they think they need yes that's a lot easier to kind of really then integrate within the community and and really dive deeper into what makes up that community what makes it work and then why why is it that you really want this um the soccer field and are you end, are you are you making this for yourself or for them right and this is all yes. for them yeah yeah exactly yes. right like i'm not yes I, I, you I can't say you're donating you're, do, you're donating a tennis court for who? exactly exactly yes. yeah, yeah. And, and 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 in the end of it it's it's all about what they want and need, right? Yes. Like I'm not permanently going to live there. So why yes. should I come with a different idea? Of um, what even the though, people actually uh-huh. need. Yes. Yeah. And, and I come from a different background. And so, you know, I personally, I can only really speak for myself. I can't speak yes. for the organizations that I've worked for. Yes. But, but my personal, you know, you kind of have this idea of like, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to yeah. train all these people. Yes. It's yes. kind of like, I'm going to save the world, you know, you have this change the people. Yes, exactly. And I quickly learned that, uh, that wasn't really what was going to happen. And I ended up learning, I think a million different lessons. Um, I ended up, you know, kind of growing. I almost got adopted into a family per se. Hey, Um, an African family. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, and they're still they're still family till today. You know, they, okay. um, we talk almost every day, or even you know at least weekly, and uh, okay. very 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 close with this family. And okay. um, for me, it's it's almost just been very life changing, and, and that's kind of what has I think continued my my love and you love. Um, okay. Yeah, just just huge huge respect for Fine. especially for Malawi because that's where most of my experience your, your been. friends experience have been yes yeah so you're, you're in nursing school what is your, what is one memorable thing you remember about nursing school because a lot of people in my community love nursing so i gotta make sure you will market it properly yeah. so what do you like about nursing what what made you put on them scrubs like a superwoman and go save lives yeah so actually it was my time in malawi you know i i realized that i 
you know, I was going around trying to explain to people why it was so important not to cut down trees or you yes. know, using a mud stove and whatnot. Yeah. And I realized that it, when a woman and her child is sick with malaria, it's yes. hard for somebody to really listen in of why, you know, you're not, if, if that family is not able to meet the basic needs of like basic, food, shelter, like food, shelter health, yes. yeah, yes. how are they going to listen to all these other things you're trying to tell them that they exactly. shouldn't be doing? Exactly. So for me, yeah, for me, health healthcare became very apparently like top, important like to most people. Top. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I wanted, I, w- I really wanted to be able to find a way that I could continuously give back to communities, okay. Okay. Um, possibly, hopefully, you know, uh, develop myself, my professional okay. skills. Okay. Um, hopefully, maybe you know, continue to work internationally. Possibly. Yes, internationally, UN, maybe. Yes. And yeah, and yeah. NGOs. Yes. Yeah, and a lot of the work I did in in the village there was also with public health. So I hey. I kind of went back and forth with public health and nursing. And for me, nursing it really stood stood out because it's a skill. You're learning a yes. skill that is um, applicable kind of throughout your whole life but also yeah. in different different varieties of work it doesn't necessarily have to be in a hospital yeah. uh, or you know like a nursing home for instance here or even in a hospital or um back in back in africa but it can yes. be different there's just just so many endless different opportunities you can become a manager you can um do more consulting you can do um you can develop classes for other people yes. to learn different skills yes. so there's just a lot of um there's just a lot of opportunity for different aspects of nursing. It doesn't have to be one specific thing. And there's so a, for... there are different, there are different sub subjects, sub sub genres yes. of nursing you can go to. Yeah. So which one? So... Which one did you specifically go to? My sister is in pedi- pediatrics. Those are for the little children who are annoying, right? Yes. All those okay. Little, okay. Little... So what? Do you... <laughs> so God I. Blast. I ended up going into uh, the critical care, so I, I oh, decided care. to go straight into ICU. And for me, I just I really liked the challenge. I liked the idea of um, treating the whole person and really uh, honing in on the aspect that the body is so yeah. intricate and that it, every aspect of the body affects the others. And so when one organ is affected, it mostly and especially in the critical organ, care. Yes. Yes, okay. it's like, it's almost just like this trickling effect oh, that all the work is going to be affected. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. yeah. So that's why I really enjoyed, uh, you know, learning about critical care. And now, you know, after coming back this last time because I was in Africa actually when the pandemic hit, I yeah, I no, no, realized no, take us slow, take us yeah. slow, take us slow. Don't go, don't go down to the pandemic yet. That's new. Yeah, Let's yeah, go. yeah, so yeah, yeah. You're coming. You were also in UW, right? You went to University of Washington? You went yeah, to do so, with them? Tell me more about that project. Well, so I went to the University of Arizona for school in Tucson, Arizona. Oh, University Arizona. of Arizona? Okay. Yeah, Tucson, Arizona. Okay. I graduated and was really missing home. So I came straight back to Seattle and yes. ended up getting the job at the University of Washington uh, okay. medical, medical Center. So I worked at yes. the ICU there in a medical and oncology ICU. So yes. lots of cancer, um, yes. lots of liver failure, lots yes. of very very high level um nursing was done there high level of care for yes it's it's a it's a referral hospital for the region so we would yeah 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 patients flown in from alaska from montana from um all over the the northwest yeah 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 so um so i worked there for about a three and a half years i really got a solid foundation really learned a lot I, i enjoyed it thoroughly it was it was definitely a challenge. Uh, nursing is is always you're always learning. There's always I'm always learning something new. Um, 
And what countries? What can? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I think one of the the greatest things we also developed. One of my colleagues developed an international nursing program, so we were able to. Oh, you took international. So like, there's a he started an own uh, like like a nursing school. It's not a nursing school, but it's a it's Tempe a way. Say. Okay. It's a way for nurses to go and train other nurses in other countries. So she has a there's Brazil and Cambodia, Vietnam, and then also. Uh, Nepal, where she's got okay. um, contracts with the hospitals there, and in so, Nepal, yes, India, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went, I went to Cambodia um, for two oh, weeks. Cambodia, nice. Yeah, so you go for okay. two weeks. Uh, you okay. work directly with other ICU nurses. Okay. Um, and it's half classroom and half bedside teaching, and so you, okay. you know, the nice thing about this, which I think is different from other types of uh, programs like this, is that you're going. Based mostly as like on an educational basis, and everybody, two she sends two nurses at a time usually, and we kind of build upon each other. So, you know, if I taught these two weeks, I taught X, Y, and Z. The next person that came on is going to go from where I left off, and okay. then build on top of that. So it's like they continuously get this education. Okay. Um, but it's not necessarily, you know, it's very organized. It's much more organized yeah. than. Yeah, because I think a lot of times in these types of programs where people are going internationally, the longer you're there, the more effect you'll have, the better effect mm, you'll have. Yes, yes, yes. Um, like you learn more on the ground. You can be going into class and in two days expect to learn to graduate. Come on. Uh -huh, exactly. Okay. So I feel yeah. like I feel like it's a good way because you know Americans, we don't have much holiday. We don't take vacation yeah. very much. So yes, we don't. Even even taking two weeks is a hard hard. Uh, hard one to pull off for many of us that are working here. So, <laughs> what's your favorite thing to what's your favorite thing to eat in what was your favorite thing to eat in Cambodia because I know they don't have tacos there. Oh my goodness, they they eat some really delicious food but uh they have like um uh, I don't know, I don't remember what it's called honestly. Um okay, what is have, it? Like describe it, describe it for. They us. have these like field greens. So they just yes. go out into the in the fields and they I don't know, it's like these kind of micro greens and so there's yes. a lot of really fresh food. Yes. Um, but they also they also grill up some frogs. I'm not gonna lie, I had some frogs. <laughs> you ate uh, frog, huh? Yeah, you I are the people frog. bring corona to Africa. <laughs> you are the corona people ate a bat, and you were telling me you ate uh, you ate a frog in I Cambodia. Have, yes, mm. frogs in Cambodia. Mm. Snails. What else? Was it delicious though? If it was delicious, let us know. What is it? It was like? delicious. It was. Oh, These yeah. It was frogs like a, in Cambodia. It was a nyamachoma. Yeah, it was like a nyamachoma of Cambodia. Cambodia, okay. and they have yeah, this really Kemba. large pepper, and that's what they make okay. uh, the food with. So you can get different types of seafood, mostly shrimp. Kempo is like it's a city. on the ocean, yeah. So they're but they're famous yes. for their their um, pepper, like peppercorn. You know, it's like a peppercorn. Okay. okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, no, not not that hot, but just flavor, just a different they, flavor. Is it like really hot, like flavor, Malaysia hot, or yeah. like like not? But hot, they do that uh, with okay. a lot of uh, fish, but mostly yes. shrimp. Lots of really yes. really large, okay. large yes. shrimp. Very delicious. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I used to like tilapia. And when I, I I love tilapia so yes. much. Uh, in Kenya, I used to eat it as a kid, and I thought that was <laughs> the greatest piece of seafood ever. And when I got to America, they're like, "Well, that is the bottom shelf of the yeah, fish fabric. Exactly. It's one right there. Like exactly. tilapias are the, like there's tilapia, then there's like red I snappers. I try to bring it back. Yeah. Like you you can't get that in a good seafood place. Cause I love tilapia. 
but it's good. It's good to try new foods. Yeah, so I yes. did that for about yeah, okay. two weeks and traveled to and, uh, Vietnam, you went and then I now. came Give back. Us, okay. So what, what was your I still had this urge to really, you know, work internationally. So I've been trying really yeah. hard to find yes. a job that I could do that. Um, and unfor- unfortunately, I just nothing was really working yeah. for me. So I, yeah, so I decided that. You know, maybe yes. I'll try Peace Corps again because it's a way for me to popping at that time. Go yes. abroad. Okay. Maybe I just need to to know somebody. You know, meet the right people and yeah, and get exposed. To so I decided to apply again. But and Peace Corps has another level. It's called a Peace Corps response. Yes. So it's like a yes. It's basically where yes, um, more like you're educated. You have a skill and you're going. What's that? You're going in response to a specific need. So it's like. It's essentially you're filling. You're basically you going. You're applying scale, okay. for a job. So, com- organizations in in the world will ask for specific um, skills, specific experience. Yeah. And so, I went to work with an HIV and AIDS clinic um, as like a, kind of a nurse a specialist, or kind of worked in management and education, capacity building, and those like, yes. types of things. So, um, this time I was in Lilongwe, so the capital yes. of Malawi. And it was a very different, yes. uh, very different experience for me than than living in the village. It was I lived in the city. Yeah. Um, oh, this was a different now. Now, when you went this time, you didn't go like a, a volunteer. Now, yeah, this time, it was it was better. But in I Malawi this time, you went like a young. Um, like they set you, know, you up. They does, set you good. They give you like a living no, allowance. No, they don't set you so up. The set modest you up. amount yeah. of money that you yeah. can kind of live on yeah. but for compared to the other nurses i was working with i was probably making yes. half or a third of what they were making so it was, it's you're you're still very yeah it's it's a bit you're a volunteer and that's what they decide uh, you can live why? Off of, so you can't it's different yeah New. exactly so so but you know i worked monday through friday um yeah. eight eight to five that's what that, you um, can't force it a lot of times i'd be working yeah. on the weekends okay. so it was a, it was a full-time job um but okay. it, it was a great experience i worked with okay. some really amazing nurses that i was okay oh i was yeah okay Boss, yeah, so one Mansia, of my, give my counterpart, her name is Jane Chiwoko. She, I think, has well over 30 mind. years of experience. She's now, now actually the clinic manager at one of the other, one of the other clinics. Okay. She was deputy clinic manager. Okay. And that's a huge, that's a huge thing for Malawi. They're usually the, a clinician the or a, okay. and she's a woman and she's a nurse. Mm, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And she's a lady too. Yes. And for women in power. Oh, and she's a huge. nurse. And so I, a I black was African woman there, nurse who's a director. Um, to kind of help her That's transition huge. into that. And so she got that yes. right, before, uh, right before the pandemic. And so she is just a rock star. She is a okay. great manager. She's amazing at what she does. She's also got tons of experience yeah. and knowledge as a nurse. Um, very compassionate. Very just overall a huge you know for me i went to be her counterpart but i felt like she was almost actually a mentor to me as well so i was very uh just overwhelmed and you know thought i was very privileged to be able to work with her yeah um and the other person is um jennifer kalani which is also yes yeah, she's also a great nurse. She ended up um, taking over the new hey, Jennifer uh, Kalani, okay. supervisor role after after Jane got promoted, and so also just 
a very sweet, um, you know, very community. She communicates very well. She um, is always on top of like, she's the MC when we'd have like functions for the community. We'd have the kids get together. She's the one that's out there emceeing and getting everybody energized and motivated. And she's just got a great positive attitude um, and very professional. You know, that that was one of the things that really stood out to me uh, at this specific organization work ethics and professionalism which it's not that i didn't expect that um but she had very you, good work you know ethic, when you work, work with ethic. government employees a lot of times yeah. you get yes you just they're very run down yes. they're usually paid less and so working with this organization it's a malawi ngo actually it's called lighthouse trust uh, started by malawians okay. and it's heavily funded through cdc but they but they okay. do okay. amazing work in Lilongwe and all the way nice. throughout the whole country. They have different um, clinics. Okay. So it's a it's a, a really great story, very inspiring. Um, okay. And the dynamics yes. of how HIV treatment is done. And um, yeah, it was it was a it was a huge uh, honor for me to be able to work there and work with them. Okay. And very exciting i, I kind of was when i got there i was like man I, I don't i don't think you need me like i don't know why i'm here <laughs> <laughs> how about you going i like it yeah. why i came but uh, i'm here to enjoy the nice weather of malawi let me ask you something i'm gonna i'm gonna take you off the time in the quail i'm gonna ask you two more fun yeah. questions what's your favorite car model your dream car your, your, your dream car, a Honda? Oh, you want a my Honda dream what? car? Which I want a Mini Cooper. 2019 That's actually my dream car. You got to describe specifically. They're like, uh, red. I think I did Yeah! That. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. What color? They're like Mini little Cooper? race cars. They got tiny little wheels, you know, tiny little steering yeah, wheels. And you can just zip red. around. What's it's your favorite, tiny. What's your favorite? Good. Good. <laughs> you know. I know. I, 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 I gotta ask you something, my sister. You know you're taller than me. So how will oh. you fit in that car? Because I, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am six four. You know I'm six four, but you're six four point five. So, oh no! Can you just imagine watching? How me are you gonna fit in a Mini Cooper? A Mini Cooper? A Mini Cooper is really It'd be small. like the biggest oxymoron. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say my dad had one actually. I was able to drive that one. That is once. It was probably one of the I'm, most cars. You have ahead, you ever seen ahead, Italian job? Like the movie Italian that's what I imagine like I want to be that I want to be like running my car through yes I've seen the movie Italian job yes because yeah mm. the problem the problem the problem with the Mini Cooper on the on the freeway I've, I I yeah. don't know I feel like it's a little toy in the freeway yeah. I feel like if we had Thanos he could move the car around like the wind can shake it around so I feel like it cannot save me in a fire but <laughs> let me ask you a fun question though so what is the shortest height <laughs> of a man that you'd accept? That you'd, you'd be like, no, this you cannot go beneath this because you, you're going to do a somersault or a yeah. backflip. And what is the tallest you can be like, I'm not trying to change so I'm actually, Why I'm actually 6'1". What, so, what's the biggest, your you height um, bracket? I yeah. usually say, I usually say that height doesn't matter to me. You know, okay. I, I'm, I'm comfortable in my own skin, but I, I find that it, as a woman, it, the dynamics of dating a man okay. much shorter than me, it, it becomes a challenge. Okay. So I usually say, you know, 5'10". Yeah. <laughs> you wanna pick your, uh, do you feel like you date some people and you want to pick them up like Lion King you know, or Mufasa? You know? Uh, well, I, I dated a guy. Off the mountain yeah, and stretch their arms. Do not nine, fall. Five, so go ahead. Yeah. And, you know, 
I think it was a sensitive subject. We never really, really talked about it, but I, okay. I try to try to date people who are, you know, at least around the same height. It's not six foot, six one. Um, but I, but I've gotten a lot of you're you're not six one. I'm six one. I'm yes. like, well, yeah. Maybe you're exaggerating, right? <laughs> Uh, I, I am six one spiritually. Uh-huh. I am uh-huh. I am five I have I have I am five ten physically, but I believe in my dreams. All dreams are valid. <laughs> let me ask you some. Let me ask you some. So um, I came back. I went back to University back. of Washington. So I went back. You're from Cambodia. Uh, I was just there Where for a short next? period, and then uh, we also in that program we also bring the yes. champion yeah. Cam- Cambodian nurses um, back to our hospital here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they sent, uh, you know, they sent two of their like nurses. A program, so I also worked with them like when they came here as kind of from, being okay. a little bit like a mentor slash um, educator as well. So I had them okay. precept them with me. You know, they mostly just observe when they're here because of licensure. But okay. um, but it's a, it's a huge experience, I think, for both parties. You know, it's an eye-opening experience. You kind of get a better understanding of how nursing yeah. is in a different country. So, um, so uh-huh. Yeah, so that that was kind of shorter version, yes. but I, I worked and with how the was University of Washington last year, end of end of August, end of August I left, and then that's when I went back to Malawi, the beginning of September. Beautiful. Last year, 2019. Oh, you went back to Malawi last year or this year? Okay, so 2019, you were on this program, which you were involved about. You were involved with HIV AIDS awareness yeah, it, was, it was a great experience that we you know we were actually how was this, the clinic this experience treatment how was this for, for, for individuals who are HIV positive we do we do testing we do treatment um, but I specifically was working with uh, nurse HIV education, positive um, clinic education okay. and then capacity okay. building we did also do trainings with the community. We would train yes. them on, you know, we, yes. they have a lot of community uh, individuals, volunteers who work with, mm-hmm. uh, specifically with people who are most affected. Um, they have kind of like a community health type of program where they will go and help the chronically ill um, at their homes if they're not needing to be in the hospital, but they kind of yes. need a little bit more assistance. So we would teach them on cleanliness and the hand washing yes. and also, um, yes. signs and symptoms of individuals yes. uh, who have HIV, what what signs and symptoms to watch for and how to treat those. Um, and then also a lot of, a lot with the youth as well. So yes. a big uh, challenge that in Malawi yes. anyways that we've seen is, is transmission for, you know, kids are being able to be put on medication and living longer, but then that it's that whole disclosure issue now because they, you know, they were born with HIV as, as yes. you know, children of, of parents with HIV so yes, they got yes. born with it it wasn't necessarily that right. whole issue with stigma that you know they got it from intercourse or whatever this is they got born they were born with it then later on they're teenagers and now all of a sudden their family tells them this is why you're taking this medication and now they have to you know be a teenager be a young adult and then also on top of it try to deal yeah. with all of the signs and symptoms of having HIV but then how to tell the person that they are like, you know, in a relationship with. And then on top of that, you're also, you're that awkward teenage stage of, you know, trying to find yourself anyways. And then you're on top of, you have this other, you know, now it's become almost this chronic uh, treatable, treatable illness. It's not necessarily what it used to be, you know? So, so it's a lot of dynamics. Yeah. 
Yeah. Let me ask you something. Go ahead. 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 Let me ask you something. So, if somebody was to come, because you've been in the ground, Cambodia, Vietnam, Malawi, and they wanted to help, what would you consider? Even if it's the smaller person, it doesn't have to be just yeah. Bezos. How can you know, they help? I really, I really believe that if, if you wait. can find the the organizations that are doing great work on the ground, supporting them financially is going to be your best bet. Um, there's a lot, a lot of okay, okay, like time and energy that has to go into effectively, you know, making change on the ground. And if you if you're not able to do that, right? If just to put it in perspective, I went back to Malawi, but I have I already am okay. like. Pretty, you know, I would say fluent, but okay. very close to fluent in in Chichewa. I've already have the cultural background, so for me, it was very a very easy transition okay. because okay. I kind of already had all of that background knowledge. I still had to learn about the organization I was going to work in, and that's another challenge. Okay. But but if without the foundation that I had, I think it would be a lot a lot more wow. challenging too. So okay. that if unless you have like a very specific skill or. Um, you know, education background that you're willing to share with other people, you know, and you can you can manip- you can, you're flexible enough that you can go and into uh, a community and really yes, take yeah. the time to understand where you're, where you're, they're coming from, yes. and then meet them at their level because that's a large challenge. Is a lot of times people want to go yes. and say this is how you should yes. do it because that's how I do it. Yeah, yes. but you really have to be able to say, okay, well, this is maybe we can, you know, you this how you should do it. Yes, okay. Yeah, and like be creative in how you can solve different problems because it's not the yeah, same way. Things yes, don't function right. the same way there as they do here. So you really, you know, you just have to be very creative and kind of try to use your skills and knowledge to absolutely, to pre- present different um, solutions. I guess you could say. So if you don't have that time, I would say try to get involved in your own community here, um, and then uh, work with right, okay. you know organizations that are very. Okay you know, hands-on on the ground there. They have okay. good, um, you know, financially they're transparent, I think is a good yes. thing because, yeah, I think there's a lot of organizations that can also take advantage of yes, the, the very transparent, okay. kind of charity-based, you know, situations. So, but there's there's some great, great, great um, know. places know. and organizations and people uh, that you yes. can really invest in and And where, where would they find res- where would they find res- resources though, sis? If there are people who are looking to help, and you said the organization <laughs> on the ground, uh, 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 some people I just know, know the organizations oh. that put Africans on TV with houseflies in their eyes and in their mouth with saliva dripping and with a falcon back there. So how can they find developing an organization places, that sincerely yeah. is on the ground in in, in impoverished places like developing, developing. places like Malawi? Yeah. And yes, yeah, develop. Yeah, how can we? Because uh, we we don't believe in poverty. We believe in develop. We are developing. Mm-hmm. We are developing. We are going. The, when you say poverty, yes, you, yes. you put a stamp on yourself. You know, like it's like calling yourself ugly. You're not ugly. You're progressively getting there. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Nobody. We are working progress. I think just definitely just doing your research. Um, so for me, you, you know, you I think one of the organizations that I am very fond of here in Seattle is One One Vibe Africa, with uh, yeah Simon Okello. Yeah. Yes. He does some amazing Shout work out to here one in vibe, Seattle, I think, for the community. Hey, yeah, and I think, I think just okay. sharing everything uh, about nah, Africa, it's a blessed man, you know, man. internationally, worldwide, it's a but man. also okay. closely here in Seattle. Um, but also, you know, yeah, 
I would just say reach yes. out to them, uh, whatever organization yes. you might find, reach out, really ask those diving questions of like, can you, you know, can you tell me what, okay. where is this money actually going to go? Yes. What, who is it helping? Yes. Exactly. And, and I think ultimately that's going to yes, really serve your, your donation yes. a lot better in the end. Okay. Um, and then for, 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 after, for Malawi, I would say, you know, definitely this organization called Lighthouse Absolutely. Trust is doing amazing, amazing work. They have a lot of, yeah, Lighthouse Trust. They work with HIV and AIDS clients. They do have CDC funding, Lighthouse um, but they Trust. do a lot okay. of different programs and definitely could use okay. some more assistance. Um, okay. Otherwise, nice. Otherwise, you know, there's there's a lot okay. out there. I'm happy to give specifics for Malawi, but um, I think just doing lives. Now they will reach out to you. Where yeah, can they, Facebook, where can the people connect uh, with you online so you can give them information for in case somebody um, wants to follow I'm on you? Instagram as well. Um, you know, you can. Yeah, my name is Sarah. Let's do that. Do that. My middle Let's name say, is do that James. Time. So You're on Sarah Facebook, Swenson, it's Sarah right? James. Yeah, and then uh, Instagram, I believe it's Swen Diggity okay. or Swenson, and I okay. little okay. <laughs> nickname I had as a, as a as a young young adult. Yeah. So uh, Swen Swen Diggity is my Instagram, and <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, I'm also on LinkedIn, Sarah J Swenson. Swen Diggity. Yep. Okay. I'm. I- Yes, and I'm gonna plug it in. Also, I'm gonna put all your links after this show. Uh, uh, after this show, I'm gonna put the links on this podcast so you guys can go follow, support, subscribe, man. Support people or supporting the people. That's the energy we have on here. Thank you so much, man, for giving us <laughs> your time today. I know it's not been easy. It's been a busy. You're a busy person. You know, like me, I'm, I sleep around all day. But uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for being on the show. And I want to ask you one last question: Is there um, something, sir, I don't know that you wanted me to ask you? One this thing I would just not? say that. You know, for me, just try to try to live life through love and, and and as a learner. You know, I think I also continuously catch myself um, um, getting yes. a little bit complacent and comfortable in where I'm at, and then really really trying to challenge myself um, to go outside of that comfort zone. I think you mentioned yes. that that's one thing about me, and I think sometimes I. I like my comfort and so it's yes. it's some sometimes it has to be yeah it has to be an actual like intentional move yes. to to get out it's of different. that comfort it's different um but yeah and and you know when you find uh, vibes, those, uh, vibes friendships those relationships that really vibe you know you vibe with i just really try to put the put the effort into those because matter, yes you know we only have one life to live uh, um, yes and yeah i yeah. think the one thing you had That's mentioned it. was uh, a quote that I live by. So I don't know if you want me to. All right. All right. This one actually. So it's actually. Yeah, by, I think, please, Marianne please. Let's go. Williamson. Give it to me right now. Um, okay. But you'll probably recognize it. But it's um, it's from her book, okay. a, Re- a Return to Love, Reflections on the Principles of A Course in Miracles. So it's, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So that's part of it. Um, it's a pretty, you know, there's a long quote, but yeah, and Nelson Mandela, I think, it's read it. I, that's why I let you finish uh, it. I didn't want to interrupt. Well. Hey, yeah, but you know, I guess my point is that 
you know, really just continue yeah, to try to improve well. yourself, yes. yeah. shine and grow with whatever you're doing. Um, don't let other people kind of push you down or whatnot, because ultimately by being the best version of yourself, you're going to also, you know, allow others to continuously grow the, uh, themselves too. So yeah so i just want to say thank you so much i appreciate this yeah vibes vibes thank you hey you're hey. welcome you're welcome <laughs> man you i've been yes. wanting you to be in the show since i did hit me hit me again hit me hit me ladies and gentlemen i met a sarah has come um, a lot of the one vibe um community events community programs that they have we do collaborate a lot uh, we we meet in a lot of events because we have a lot of mutual people in our network and i felt like uh Miss Swanson's experience being both uh, both as uh, an American and being overseas will give you guys a more like a little more <laughs> insight from uh, mm-hmm. from uh, an expatriate. Now you're an African expatriate when you come from America. When I'm here, I'm an African expatriate. You're an American expatriate. So a vibe of how he, she understood Africa, her travels to Cambodia. Yes. That was a vibe. And, and and why and you love nursing? That's why I put people on the show. Sell it to us. Sell yourself. Sell it to us. Why do you love what you love? What <laughs> makes you tick? And I yes, need to know for any you, any young aspiring nurses, so please so reach out. I'm show. happy to tell you more. But I'm so good. Good. Yeah. Please, please, please. Plug in. Thank you so much again. Bless your heart. If you ever wanna, uh, if you have something you want me to um, uh, put it on, on General Mutombo, plug it in so people can connect. Let me know. You already know you got the thank visa you, thank you. for General Mutombo. So just let thank me know, fam. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to General Matambo Uncut Podcasts. Now available on all platforms. Au revoir.